0: You did it. Yeah, you did it. You made it to episode 40 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, welcome, my friend, to the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Today is Wednesday, and we talk about family. And you know, recently, uh, I was talking this week about the fact that I've listened to some of my previous episodes on the Coaching for Pastors podcast, and some of the things I said, they weren't the whole story. And left by themselves, they could be misrepresentative of the person that I really am. And recently I was I don't know if it was last week or the week before, I was talking about family, and I was talking about how I did things with my kids and I, I, I spent time with my kids. I didn't ever take for granted the time when my kids were young. And all that is true. But but let me tell you what let me tell you what Jeff Katie was really like. And it's a little embarrassing. You know, I did too much screaming as a parent. I was a hollerer. If my kids didn't jump when I told them what to do, I just raised my voice. And if they didn't, I'd raise it a little higher. Now, I don't mean to paint the picture that I'm this blustering, blowhard, stomping around the house, screaming out orders. I wasn't that but I raised my voice too much. I did, and uh, I'm I'm sorry to have to say it, but it's true. So for you, uh, maybe you raise your voice too much. Uh, you know what? No shame, no guilt, just maybe a recognition, a little increase in self-awareness to say, you know what, I wonder if there's something that I can do about that. I wonder if my wife or my husband or my kids would be willing to tell me the truth. And and could I sit down and humbly listen and ask them, hey, is there a way that I communicate that is unhelpful to you? I had to do that. I had to do that over and over and over. And at some point, those times became very few and far between. I don't know that they've completely disappeared, but... They've, they're so infrequent that they they don't impact my life anymore or my relationships. You know, another way that I was and probably still am to a point is impatient. I was impatient. I was one who I wouldn't necessarily fly off the handle, but I could be impatient about things, and I would I would want a, somebody to hurry along. I'd want my kids to you know go a little faster, or my wife to you know come on, let's go, let's go and i was just an impatient person and uh, you know you learn and you grow and you change and you hope that you can improve over time and get better and i suppose if my wife or kids were sitting with me at the podcast desk right now they could they could tell you whether or not i've improved in that area i'm pretty certain i have but i just want to say it's something that I struggle with it for a long time. It's something that I wish were different. It is a regret I have The raising of my voice is a regret I have from when I was raising my kids and then I would at times lose my temper i I would just lose my temper. I'd stomp off to my office room at home or or I would just you know walk out of the situation and just do it myself, or uh, I might start you know raising my voice. I can remember as my boys got older, boy, they, they tested me a few times as teenagers, and I can remember one time standing in the family room with my oldest son, who had been gone and uh, hadn't answered his phone when I called him. I just unloaded on him, and I was in his face. He was, he was a man. He was a young man at that point, uh, you know, not as big as me, but uh, he was getting up there, and he could hold his own, and I just let him have it, and I, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. So in all of those scenarios, here's something, here's a little redemption for me. Here's something that I did over and over. I, I never stopped doing this. I apologized to my kids. Often, if, if it were the case, in tears, I might sit on the edge of their bed and say, you know what, I am not proud of the way I just acted. That's not right for your dad to do that. I'm sorry, it wasn't respectful to you, and I apologize. Would you forgive me? And again, it was often with a lot of tears. And it was years later in my master's program that I was reading a book on family relationships and parenting, and they talked about kids that adopted their parents' faith and kids that walked away from their parents' faith. And I was amazed to see that the kids that adopted their parents' faith were kids who had parents who were genuine and sincere. They weren't perfect, and when they made mistakes and when they messed up and when they sinned, they would confess it. They would own up to it. They would ask for forgiveness, and they would not come across as, oh, hey, you know what, I'm one person at home, and I'm another person out in public. And the parents who would look all holier than thou on Sundays and then live like the devil through the week. Their their kids, they didn't they didn't buy the lie. And they didn't buy religion and they didn't buy faith because it didn't work for their parents, why would it work for them? So I was thrilled when I read that because I thought, okay, I had to apologize so many times to my daughter and to my three sons. But I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I apologized. I'm sorry and somewhat regretful that I had to, all those occurrences that I had to apologize for, but I'm glad that I did not. I just wonder with you, uh, my friend, how are you doing? Do you, are you impatient? Do you raise your voice? And are you a hollerer or a screamer? Do you ever lose your temper? Now, let me ask you something. Do you ever sit down with your kids and say, man, I'm pretty embarrassed. That was bad. I'm sorry. And I guess what, So apologizing is important. And then the second thing is, do you have a trajectory of improvement? Because if you don't, you're just, you know, it's the definition of stupid, you know, I do the same thing over and over and over, and I expect it to stop at some point, but I'm not doing anything to bring about a cessation of those poor behaviors. So do you have a trajectory of improvement? Have you talked with a close friend? Have you confessed it to your spouse or to your kids and, and ask to be held accountable and then give them the opportunity to hold you accountable? Have you caught yourself in the act and said, okay, okay, I need, I need a little self-focused practice that I can talk myself down off a ledge, I can calm myself down, I could walk outside and walk around the house three or four times and tell myself, okay, you've got to calm down. You cannot continue to do this to your family. Is there a trajectory of improvement? I just want to encourage you. Find that way to have a trajectory of improvement. Find those things that will help you to minimize and to get rid of those poor behaviors that are coming between you and your family members. Number one, apologize. And number two, man, work on improving. And of course, you know, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and the, the person of Jesus living Himself out in us, all of those things. Uh, And and all of those people, they're so important in our lives. The truth of God's Word is so important in our life. So again, no guilt, no shame. Jesus takes that away. But a redoubling of our effort to be the kind of a parent, to be the kind of a spouse that God wants us to be. And when our congregation sees us growing and improving, it gives them permission and inspiration to grow and improve. Hey, I'll catch you tomorrow on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.